Marcy suggested this vet that's not too far from us. And guess what, Al? She's a woman. Of course. What does she do, nag them till they drop off? <laughs> Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a open? No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Jerry, Justin, and Al. Welcome to the Married with Children podcast. Here we are, episode 17. I am joined by the guy who is here with Mr. Mike, Jerry. What's up, Jerry? Uh, we now go by Magic Mike. So now he's a Magic Johnson. <laughs> okay. And we are joined by the guy who gets a new bitch every night, Justin. What's up, buddy? <laughs> I can't believe they said that. I know. Uh, I can't believe that was the funniest, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, so. Y'all thought I was bad last episode. Look at you, too. I'm just quoting Al. I'm not saying anything. It is true. He is just quoting Al. Yeah. So this episode is called Buck Can Do It. And boy, he certainly can, apparently. This aired October 11th, 1987. Peg insists Al have Buck neutered. Buck is running around town because there's a hole in the fence and he's getting a bunch of dogs impregnated and it's become a serious problem and has to be taken care of. I know we sometimes speculate on like the layout of the Bundy's house, but where is exactly is this fence at? Bella is killed in the backyard, and she got in through the fence from the hole she chewed into it. Oh. Well, you know, originally, I remember in that episode, I said, yeah, guys, remember about that hole in the fence because it's going to go important. And I was thinking about this episode. But in this episode, they actually gave a different explanation. Now, listen, you're always complaining I don't get your food, so I got your ribs. Now, I want you to do something for me you've been promising for a long time. What's that you say, Peg? I'm sorry, it's just this darn headache. Not that. I meant something that would require movement on your part. I want you to fix the back fence. Wait a second, Peg, why should I have to fix it? It wasn't me who said, let's get a picture of your mother leaning up against the fence. It wasn't meant to support a 200-pound woman with a keg under each arm. Picture, Al. So now I'm like, well, I guess I was wrong, which won't be the first correction I make in this episode because I said something last episode I have to slightly correct. Huh. Yeah. Because uh, Bella chewed a hole through the fence about the size of a human face. Yeah. And I remembered that Buck was getting through a hole in the fence in a later episode to to go hit up all the neighborhood puppies. And, uh... Whoa, whoa, these are legal age. Oh, I'm sorry. Dogs. Uh, <laughs> puppies? It's more Kelly talk? Maybe he's going to go see his puppies that he's laid, uh, that he's brought to this neighborhood. 
Maybe he's being uh, a good father, guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, I doubt that. Me uh, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, he eats Al's ribs and... <laughs> Peggy was very nice to get him ribs. I mean, she did it so she could get something she wanted, but that was still nice of her. Yeah, she did it to get something, but at least she did it. I mean, most people just ask you to do that thing and don't get anything. So, uh, yeah, Al agrees to uh, sex after he fixes the fence. <laughs> Flip to two months later. <laughs> they're, sit- <laughs> they're sitting on the couch. Hold up. So I want to say, okay, I have a question about a point here. Does Al get a point for putting off sex for two months? Because he says, I'll do it after the fence. And then he takes two months and still hasn't fixed the fence. And in fact, we never actually see him fix the fence. Yeah, there's another point later on in this episode. But for right now, I just want to put it out there. So one. That we're giving a point for Al because two months is a long time to go. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely getting out of sex, right? It's been two months, Al. When are you going to fix the fence? (laughs) Tomorrow, Peg. And that other thing we talked about? (laughs) Tomorrow, Peg. We're getting complaints from the neighbors. (laughs) Are we bringing down the block's average? at a nursing home. (laughs) Look, I'm talking about the fence. Remember how you said Buck couldn't find his way out? Well, he found his way out, and he has knocked up every dog in the neighborhood. That's ridiculous, Peg. He's a lifeless lump. We had two kids. (laughs) Then my work is done. (laughs) Well, I'm sure he didn't learn anything from you, but they're blaming us anyway. How about when, you know, we talked many times because it's so memorable. Steve walking in and uh, Al's a nightmare on Al Street and saying, Al, I'm horny. What are you going to do about it? Well, we got another uh, nut job who walks in and says, Mr. Pittman. My dog's been soiled, Bundy. I demand satisfaction. Uh, Me too. Good luck. Yeah, what kind of weirdo goes into someone's house and says that? <laughs> yeah, that's just that sounds like a personal problem. What are you talking about, Pittman? My dog happens to be a champion purebred poodle. I was saving her to be mated with the well-known champion Zeus of Olympus. But what do I find this morning when I come down to give my dog her eye drops? I find that beast with my champion dowager duchess of Kankakee. <laughs> I had her tested, Bundy. She's impregnated. (laughs) And now she's going to have stupid, ugly puppies. I was going to make a lot of money off a proper mating. Well, that sort of makes you a dog pimp, doesn't it, Pittman? (laughs) And it also sort of makes you the defendant in a lawsuit, doesn't it, Bundy? You're slapping my dog with a paternity suit? You must be out of your mind. Also, I like that. I like that Buck gets up and runs away. And the way Buck gets up and leaves the house, he looks like such a low life. <laughs> <laughs> like he looks like <laughs> such a oh god. He fits right into that family. Like his mannerisms are just perfect. Buck got another dog under Marcy's porch 
pregnant. I mean, I guess what is is that when a dog is in is in heat, or is that only referred to female dogs? Like when a guide dog is running around, like there's no like you know it's going out of style and having sex with every dog around. Is that heat or something? No, that's just a guy being a guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, but my like we've got three dogs, one male and two females. The two female dogs do way more humping than the male dog. Uh, yeah, but that's just like on your leg and stuff. They don't actually... No, on each other. Oh, they're scissor sisters. Yeah, well, no, <laughs> but what, like, it mounts the dog and then starts humping, like, as if it was a male. They're just disappointed, then. All our dogs are fixed, so I'm assuming to them it's just like a dominant thing. Oh, okay. You know, as I was under our house witnessing the miracle of birth, it occurred to me that this whole despicable episode could have been avoided if owners would only have their pets spayed or neutered. Well, that's an idea, Al. We could spay or neuter Bob. Not a chance. Look, I'll just fix the fence, okay? Oh, I don't think that'll help much, Al. You know what they say. How are you gonna keep them down on the farm after they've poked Paris? <laughs> You'll be hearing from my lawyer. Oh, now, Mr. Pittman, uh, look, how about this? If Al gets his dog neutered, will you forget about a lawsuit? Well, looking around, it doesn't look like I could get much. Looks like you've already been sued by life. <laughs> All right, I'll accept those terms. But Bundy, I don't want your stupid dog around my poodle ever again. And while we're on the subject, keep your daughter away from my son. Well, she was probably just lending him a dress. <laughs> And Al, you know, says, this is ridiculous. We don't know if Buck is doing anything until I see with my own eyes. I'm not going to even believe this. And then Buck <laughs> runs upstairs to have a threesome with two other dogs. <laughs> and then not only that, he tells he tells Bud to go do something about it. And Bud puts on when a man loves a woman. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> Amazing. Now... Would you guys neuter your dog? I mean, do you have the same kind of uh, manly mentality that Al has, you know? Or is it just whatever to you? Like, do you care? Well, actually, this that's kind of interesting. Because uh, my dog, it's a male dog, and I have never had him neutered. And I remember my grandpa saying that I... I should, and I was like, eh. I, I, and I do remember being like, I don't think I want to do that to him. Um, just kind of a male pride type thing, but not. I didn't take it as serious as it is in this episode, obviously, but I do remember thinking that. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know what I mean? So uh, I think that most people do get their dogs neutered because it's like less of a hassle and stuff, but I haven't had any issues with, with my dog, and I've had him for a while. And I, I guess you can, this is going to sound very Steve of me, but I have a cat and he is neutered. He is? Yes, he is. He is neutered. Though with cats, if you don't neuter them, they, they like, they get a little crazy. And if you neuter them, they kind of like really, really calm down and mm -hmm. they get kind of fat and adorable. That was my main thing is I didn't want my dog getting all fat and lazy and boring. Yeah, <laughs> but you want a cat to do that. Trust me. I, I don't want a cat to do anything, really, because I don't want a cat, because I'm a man. 
<laughs> oh god yeah so <laughs> oh did either one of y'all notice that al's shirt is all torn up yeah when he came came back from getting rid of those dogs yeah there was a line of dogs now i didn't notice it then i didn't actually notice it until uh no i didn't notice it until like well into like a couple of jokes past that there's a shot of him on the side where his sleeves all jacked up and i'm like what's wrong with his shirt and, and at first i didn't it? understand it yeah, I had to go back and be like, what did I miss? You know what? I did the same thing. I somehow missed it, too, and I had to go back. <laughs> Justin, did you notice it? Uh, no. We talk about how jokes in this show, like, sometimes we can't believe they made that. When he goes, cutting off his junk will make him a thing, a girl, I was just like, wow, that is not a joke that I think you could get away with today. Oh, of course you couldn't get away with half these jokes anymore. That's why they're so great. People are too sensitive now. Yeah, so I don't know. As far as I go, I if I bonded with my dog and and all that, and I looked into his face and thought of you know that part of it, like it's like taking away one of my favorite parts of life, and I'm gonna do that to my dog now. You know, I'm such a jerk in a way that. I just don't want to deal with any hassle in life. Like, whatever is the least problems for me is the route I take half the time. What, can't dogs get vasectomies? I mean, do they have to get neutered? Even if you, like, our dog Bear, he still gets a red rocket. Like, he still gets out there and hangs. He doesn't have balls, but he still pushes that thing out. Why do they remove the balls, though? Like, why couldn't they just... uh... Because the balls remove... Because without the balls, there's no semen. They right. can still get. They can still perform sex. They just, you know, like Hugh Hefner and just poof at the end. <laughs> oh, they can. Yeah, they can still have sex. They still get the feeling. They just don't produce the liquid. <laughs> so Steve crosses his legs to sit down on the couch and discuss uh, removal of balls from a dog. Now, do either of you sit like that? I do, and I was actually going to ask y'all the same thing, because I sit like that. That's how I normally sit. Really? Yeah, and I've never, like, people sat like that all the times in the 40s and the 50s. Like, it was, like, guys in suits that were gangsters would sit like that. It was, like, seen as, as classy. Where do you put everything, though? I'm crossing the leg knee over knee. All that stuff's still in the same exact spot. It's just now beside my leg and under the other leg. It's not like crushed or anything like that. It's like literally try it right now, Alex. All right, let me let me try. Hold on. Ow! <laughs> Dude, this does not work like you said. Hold on, let me try the other leg. Ah! Ah! I don't know, man. It's not working the same. I think I have to sit like a guy. Justin, I'm assuming you don't sit like that either. Nah. <laughs> You're just batting a thousand tonight. I'm 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 working on it. <laughs> you know, I can't believe you're not with me on this thing, Steve. I mean, you, me, and Buck, we're guys. We were put on this earth to roam, to conquer, to rule. Then we got married, so it's over for us. But, uh, but Buck. He's in his prime. Look at him, Steve. You can't tell me you're not a little envious. He's got the life. 
a new bitch every night. Doesn't have to take him to dinner. Doesn't have to dress up. He doesn't have to take a bath. And best of all, they're not there in the morning. Just woof, woof, thank you, ma'am. Think about it, Steve. Well, I really don't mind bathing, Al. Other than that, he's everything I've ever wanted to be. And be like me, Steve. Live through him. You saw that little poodle he was with? <laughs> How was she? <laughs> what am I saying? This is a dog. Al figures that his one last, you know, way out of getting this done is he goes to Bud and he says, Bud, because this is officially Bud's dog. So Bud has final say for some reason. And uh, he says to Bud, uh, would you let us neuter Buck? And he goes, I don't care. And he goes upstairs. <laughs> like, that is like the perfect response. And did you guys notice who Bud had no interaction with and actually nobody had any interaction with here? Um, Kelly? Kelly. Hmm. I didn't notice that at the time. Yep, she was not in this episode. Well, it may surprise you, Al, but some feel that responsibility should be shared equally. Right, Steve? Right, dear. And some men even feel it's their duty to assume the role of family planner. Right, Steve? Right, dear. And after we have our little boy and little girl, Steve's going to have a vasectomy. Right, Steve? <laughs> Steve is going to have what, dear? You know, Steve, like Buck. You'll live longer. You'll be calmer. Shut up, Al. Uh, dear, we never talked about doing anything to uh, Mr. Mike. Sure we did, Steve. We said once we had our two children, we'd stop. <laughs> I guess I read stop a little differently than you did. Just how did you read it, Steve? You're no better than Al. Now, now, there is no need for insults. <laughs> Look, Marcy, all you have to do is take a pill. The pill could be dangerous, Steve. So could I if you try to rewire my plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> this is just great. Buck's keeping his and Steve's losing his. Buck is not keeping his. And Steve is not losing his. Well, we'll see about that. I got, I got to ask, if, if your woman comes up to you and says you're getting a bisectomy, I, even I'm like, no. I don't think it's necessary. So I would say, no, nah, I'm good. No, nah, I'm good as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm 37 and I never got a girl pregnant on purpose or accident. So why would I need that now? Hey, like, what are, do you guys know the procedure for neutering a dog? I mean, does a woman really just, like, nag him till they fall off? <laughs> That's how they did it for my cat. Oh, the woman just <laughs> nagged him? That's it? Yeah. Okay. I like how uh, Peggy is like, I've been looking at him for three years. He knows nothing. <laughs> and I'm just, in, in my head, I automatically, like, right after she said that, I was just like, Jon Snow. For all my John Game of Thrones. Snow. Okay, y'all aren't Game of Thrones fans. This is for my Game nah. of Thrones people. Oh, man. You always try to crowbar that in here. <laughs> yeah, it's like you with Sons of Anarchy. Hey, shut up. At least she's on the show. Yeah, that actually is relevant. <laughs> yeah, you with your Game of Thrones. I don't just spring up, uh, uh, what else do I like? Uh, Bates Motel every show. 
Well, here we go. Al wants to spend the last night with his entire dog. I know. My entire dog. When you say it that way, God, it's so hard to go through with it. But yeah, I would do it because I don't want the hassle. I like the the dream sequence here. Also, in the pat the pet in the last episode, we had the joke of twice of him coming home to no one and him saying, "Don't rush me." It happened at the beginning of this episode also, and then it happens again in this dream sequence. Four times in two episodes, they use the exact same joke, wow. just with different like words. Amazing. <laughs> Al goes to sleep, and in his dream, Buck is a half-human, <laughs> half-dog. Still mad at me because I got you neutered, huh? What, do you want me to dance for joy? <laughs> Bring your pipe and slippers, roll over so you can rub my belly and see my shame. <laughs> you know, I thought you were supposed to be more affectionate. Yeah, right. Why don't you poke my eyes out? Maybe that'd do it. <laughs> Yeah, not this year, honey. Oh, come on, Buck. You can't just sit around feeling sorry for yourself. Hey, what do you say we go for a walk? I hear they painted the big hydrant at the end of the corner. Nah, a lot of the male dogs hang out there. Come on, Buck. Don't you think I feel bad enough? No. Well, what can I do to make it up to you? I know. How about a shiny new collar? Oh, yeah. That's much better than what I had before. <laughs> Gee, how about one with studs? You know, to impress the ladies. That is, before they find out I'm a eunuch. <laughs> oh, come on, boy. Keep your hands off me. You're getting a little testy, aren't you, boy? <laughs> well, Bundy. I guess you're pretty darn proud of yourself, huh? Oh, come on, Buck. I tried to stop this. You might have tried a little harder. Well, I know. Why don't we do something to get your mind off it? Hey, you want to watch the Bears game? Oh, I don't know. I'm not much into sports anymore. How about taking me to a Peter Allen concert? Uh, what have I done? Oh, Buck, I didn't want this to happen. I know you didn't, Bundy. And that, that's what makes it even harder to swallow. Ah, oh, what's the difference? I'm sick of the sight of you. Where are you going? Oh, I guess I'll go out and sniff a few butts for old time's sake. Dude, I remember there was a show on TV where there was like a, like this guy saw his dog as like a, like, like kind of like that. Wilfred. And for the life of me, I, what was it? Wilfred. Okay. I never watched that show, but I remember the ads for it. And that's instantly what I what I thought of when I seen this scene. It was actually kind of creepy. I'm like, oh my I'm like, this this dog is it's kind of creepy when he's a like what is that? Yeah, you, know, you know when it's creepy when you look into his eyes. It, yeah. it it looks like someone like someone wore that costume to Comic Con trying to be Chewbacca. Did they do it blind? Did they not actually look at a picture of Chewbacca? Did they look at <laughs> Chewbacca's dad from the Star Wars Christmas special? What did oh, they God. do here? Please. How about giving the dog, like, shorts and a tank top? <laughs> not even just shorts. They gave him boxers. <laughs> like, they dressed him up like Al. Oh, my God. 
how about this? Let's just encapsulate the whole thing in itself. And of course, there's always that, you know, there's always the go-to answer for this question. I know what it's going to be, too. But I'll say it anyway. It never occurs to Al that there's something odd about his dog walking on his hind legs and talking and dressed. It's a dream sequence. That's what I knew. There we go. But still, I mean, even in dreams, even when I guess there are times when weird things are happening or something and I don't really say anything about it in the dream because I just. But you know what was weird, though, is that Al had feet. (laughs) Ah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're insane killers. Sick him, Buck. <laughs> Buck! Oh, Buck! Extra yummy! <laughs> I said in the last episode that the guy who played Buck, who was in the Buck suit, Derek McGrath, was in Stand By Me. Actually, it was the who played Leatherface. Dick Durock, who was in Stand By Me, he was Bill Travis in Stand By Me. He also played Swamp Thing in the movie and the TV show. He was the guy in costume for the Swamp Thing. Wes Craven's Swamp Thing? Yes. How come uh, they didn't give credit to who played Jason in this one? I looked. I could not find it. I have mm. no. I, I looked on IMDb. Could not find it because I actually wanted to know who played Buck because I thought he was really funny. And he's done a lot of TV, but none of it I've seen. Aren't you glad, Justin, you ever notice that when they ever they do, like, parodies of Jason, he always has a chainsaw in his hand? He didn't have a chainsaw in his hand in this episode. I know. Wasn't that so relieving? But I think the only reason he didn't is because they actually they did had... They Leatherface? Yeah. They had Leatherface, yeah. Yeah, it is. That, it, it, that always happens. And they always have the, like... It's- actual like hockey mask you know what right, i mean like right like not the jason hockey mask like i don't know if you've ever seen the the cover for the movie bloody murder oh yeah it's a guy in a yeah it's a guy in a hockey mask and a chainsaw it is literally like how most people when they show when they show jason yeah in a tv show like when uh they did it in roseanne right they they almost always copy the bloody murder movie instead of the jason movie because no one's going to sue you for copying Bloody Murder because no one wants to admit they made that movie. I think I think that you're right. I mean, it's pro- they have to be just doing it with that. They say, let's do that. It's close enough. People will think Jason. That's who we want them to think anyway. I even think – I remember there was an episode of The Simpsons where Homer has a hockey mask and he jumps on Bart's bed and with a chainsaw and stuff. Like – I think everybody does that for some reason. I, I can't recall, a, like, has Jason ever used a chainsaw? Well, that's the point. No, never. So maybe they do it because that will make it to where there's not a possibility of them getting sued because if they had a guy in a hockey mask with a machete, like, that might be too close to copyright infringement, but if they give them a chainsaw, they can be like, no, 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 Jason's never used a chainsaw. Right. Well, they did it here. They had Jason... With, With a, a machete. machete. That's yep. awesome. It's time for no man to take a little break in the jiggly room. I'm the DJ and I'm gonna play a little bit of music that was on this week's episode of Marry With Children. Change the world. 
this dream sequence is over and, and we assume that Jason and Leatherface kill Al Bundy, uh, you know, Al wakes up or whatever. It's the next day or whatever. And, you know, Buck has that 10 o'clock appointment on Saturday. They're about to take him. Buck looks at Al and talks to him telepathically or something. I don't even know. This is the first time because we do have this happen more in the show where you hear Buck. Right. This is the first incidence of that in you. And I'm not I wasn't 100 percent sure if this is the first of that happening or if this is in Al's head. Or was this just a one time joke that then inspired them to have Buck talk? Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, we should have kept track if uh, Buck ever talked. Well, no, he does talk later on in the series. No, I know. But before this, I mean, no, he's never talked before this. Okay, well then, yeah, that must be what this is because it definitely inspired because uh, this is not even Buck's voice and it's the voice of the guy who just got done playing him in the dream. Mm -hmm. Just take him down. I'll go get his leash. You know what you have to do. You look real nice today, Peg. Thanks, Al. Want to go upstairs? For what? It, Peg. I'm in the mood. Well, let's go. Oh, you can always take Buck next weekend. That is, unless you're... Busy next weekend. <laughs> Go on upstairs, Peg. I'll be right up. <gasps> you owe me big. Yeah, so at one point to Peggy because she gets laid. Okay. We'll be right back. No Ma'am will be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Just type in www.facebook.com slash groups slash Married with Children podcast. Be sure to subscribe to them on iTunes and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to channels and search up Married with Children podcast. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast.com at gmail.com thanks for checking out this review now the guys are going to give their final thoughts and ratings of this week's episode let's wrap this up and give our ratings so justin how many stupid ugly puppies are you giving buck can do it all right so this episode I find kind of cool simply for it's like a buck centric episode which I didn't really expect uh, I knew that he was part of the family, but, uh, you know, besides the intro and a couple like fed him a steak type moments, that's kind of it. So it was like kind of cool to actually explore like the family a little bit more. I like that. I didn't think this episode was overly funny in terms of jokes other than, uh, when like Buck was a human form, like that came out. I that, like really surprised <laughs> me. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, but yeah. I probably would give this episode three out of five ugly puppies. What was it? Ugly puppies? Ugly, stupid puppies. 
Uh, ugly, stupid puppies, excuse me. Yeah, because Buck's not too bright. Uh, okay, three out of five. Jerry, how many ugly, stupid puppies do you give Buck and do it? I'm, I'm giving it four out of five. I didn't laugh as much as the previous episode, but I really did enjoy, like, watching Al go to bat for his dog. Al loves, actually does love Buck. Either that or Al's so in love with the idea of what makes a man a man that he couldn't uh, even let this happen to Buck, which he doesn't care about. So it's one of those two, and I'm not 100%. Maybe a little bit of both. Maybe, maybe it is a little bit of both. He does love the dog, like he loves his children and loves Peggy. But at the same time, it's more about what makes a man a man. And he can't let that happen to another man, just like when he tries to make Steve more manly. Like... He just can't break that man code. Man, like, being a man is is the most important thing to Al. It's the one thing he has, like, pride in, that he is a man. Um, and so this is an episode I think I will easily go back and watch a lot just because I think it's a, it's solid. At no point do I get bored. I'm laughing throughout the whole thing. And I feel like there's still something in there I haven't caught yet that I'll catch again if I watch it again. Yeah, like why Al's shirt is ripped. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> so four out of five, I, I definitely would go back and rewatch this for sure. Yeah. This to me is uh, super strong. Great concept for an episode, something you just wouldn't see on TV. Uh, you know, people would think it's too risque and. You know, all the jokes, sexual jokes and stuff like that. Um, it would just be too much. And I'm sure it couldn't even happen now. It was almost like, man, this this show, Lightning Struck, right at the right time. Really great. You know, one of the most memorable scenes ever. Although uh, not every joke had me rolling on the floor laughing, I do appreciate about four four lines or so from Buck as a human in that dream. And they were all really good. I think the guy who played him did good. Al talking to him was good. Uh, you know, when he was like, oh, come on, Buck, you know I didn't want to do this. He goes, oh, I know you didn't, Bundy. That's what really uh, grinds my gears the most. Or so. I don't know what he said. but I tried. You should have tried harder. Yeah, well, you might have tried a little harder. Yeah, I mean, it's just a great experience. Even just thinking about it, talking about it, it's just really great. So to me, this is right in there with the start of the golden years the this is the reason that this show gets great and it's a four out of five to me so i am way into uh buck can do it good good episode all right guys before uh we sign out of here and i tell you what episode to look out for next week we just want to officially welcome the married with children podcast research and development team because we have two really big Marriott Children fans who took a liking to the show, thank God. I mean, the worst thing in the world is for Marriott Children fans to hate this. <laughs> that That's bad if that happens. But uh, so they, they like the podcast and they want to contribute. As you heard two shows ago on the Poppy by the Tree show, Annabelle Whitford dropped a voicemail to us. You know, she has those Marrow Children sites she's running. She runs the Facebook group pages and she had, you know, a lot of things she has. And she's like an encyclopedia of Marrow Children. And she's offered to 
be on the research and development team that we started in season two. And she gives us, you know, inside information we don't know about, you know, script changes, um, you know, things like that, things that happened historically on the show. Uh, she knows a lot about like interviews that talked about certain episodes, actually herself and the guy who emailed us on our big season one wrap up show, Joshua Lockery. He is also going to be making contributions of information to the show that we will talk about on this uh, podcast in the future. The both of them, we just want to thank them and welcome them to the Married Children Podcast Research and Development Team. So guys, thank you for all your contributions uh, in the past and in the future. We're not doing the show from the Jiggly Room next week. And review the episodes Girls Just Want to Have Fun, Part 1 and 2. So it's a two-part episode that we're doing just like we did Poppies by the Tree. We're going to bang them out in one show, one big show. So that's that's really weird, guys. We're going to finally do a show out of the Jiggly Room. What do you think of that? I'm so excited. I mean, uh, I guess it's cool, you know, going to a male strip club. I mean, it's whatever, you know. Oh, this will be my second show outside of the Jiggly Room, but... Oh, yeah, I got a question for you. Uh... In Canada, do they actually have, like, Mercedes with hookers that are dressed up like uh, college students? Oh, yes, they do. Oh, man. Uh, do you have enough money left over to go back to Canada and bring a friend? Two Just friends. one friend. Well, I, well, I mean, I how, said are you gonna a choose friend. how are you going to choose between me and Alex? That's, like, impossible. Alex, 